What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That So Dev podcast. I have some amazing friends with me today. I want you guys to reintroduce yourselves. What's up? What's up, guys? It's Mariah. What's up, guys? It's Maddie. Yay! We're back again. Surprise. I know. You can't get rid of us. It's pretty iconic if you ask me. But, you know, before we go ahead and get into, once again, this tea, if we have to tell you again that there's tea on this channel, we're going to have to boot you out, sis. Get with the program. Anyway, go ahead and follow us on social media. Do not follow Madison. It's just not going to happen. She doesn't use social media like that. I ain't. Go ahead and follow mainly Mariah underscore on Twitter and social media. <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, not social media. <laughs> Help. <laughs> anyway, go ahead and follow me at That's So Dev on Twitter and Instagram. Help. That's so stumped at LimeWire.com. <laughs> not LimeWire. I haven't heard that in a while. That's crazy. Like, well, we really I heard you come through a coherent thought in a while. But wait, let's think about oh. this. How is it that we somehow like people in order to have Apple Music you have to pay for it monthly? And we used to just go on LimeWire and just download stuff real quick. Well, I did anyway. I always have for music. I don't know. I have okay, let me get back on topic because you wanna know what? When I hear something pertaining to music, I go everywhere because you wanna know what music is my muse you know i know it, it is that's why i tried to redirect you <laughs> sorry to cut you off no <laughs> no but you're right <laughs> you are absolutely right and the topic of this podcast is depression guys and like i said you know music is something that saves me even when it comes to depression but we were just speaking you know before we started this podcast that depression is extremely underrated and you know we're gonna get into a lot of different types of depression so i want to know guys what are you expecting to really talk about about depression what are you feeling about depression right now for me it's kind of the same thing going into this as it has been other mental health podcasts it is mental health awareness month so it's really important to, you know, give resources. It's really important to break the stigma. It's really important to spread education. Um, and, you know, just be relatable, just be real, just be genuine. And that's the best thing about this podcast is we're real, we're raw, we're real human beings. Um, we have real life problems and we come on here and this is a great coping skill for us. So for me, it's spreading awareness and, making things like depression more more easy to talk about because it's not an easy subject. Yay, Madison. And honestly the first thing that comes to my mind is that people don't always have to suffer with depression. Like you're not it's not always like walking around as this slat like sad cloud of gloom like certain things can happen just like with anything there can be triggers Absolutely. like anything a loss of a job mm -hmm. like a family member passing away like anything that just affects your everyday life it's true i mean even breakups you know i specifically exactly. i i have had so many times where you know i was with somebody and it just ended abrupt, you know? 
and it took a huge toll on me obviously everybody can relate to that you know it's just the fact that you know relationships are just everyday things that people deal with and when they end you know after being with somebody especially for a long time it takes a heavy toll on you and that depression really sets in you know yeah it absolutely can you know personally for me something that I talked about in, in, in therapy once was my therapist told me she said Mariah it's great that you're here and we're discussing these things and I know that it's important for you to like get this off your chest but she said there are things that you have to take steps to help with on your own so you can go to a therapist and you can be like oh my god I'm so I'm depressed I'm struggling financially I you know can't find a babysitter you know my car broke down sometimes depression can be circumstantial as Madison was saying something can trigger the low lows and what's important is growing through that and recognizing the low lows and being able to have resources have skills and know that there are ways to reach out to get through those periods of time you know absolutely your your therapist can't make get make your salary higher at your job to help you be more financially <laughs> stable true <laughs> you know your therapist cannot pay the six grand it takes to fix your car your therapist can't babysit your kids your therapist can't make you leave a bad situation or relationship or toxic situation in general you can't grow in the same places you're trying to heal facts i'm so mad you just took my saying i'm mad pull up I'm about to here in about 163 days. You know what? We're going to see about it. Anyway, Madison, speak on it. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think people realize that depression can be like a real either long-term thing where it gradually just kind of gets to the point where it just makes you really sad and gets to that point. And it also can just be real abrupt. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can just not see certain things coming. But, I don't know. The main thing is, like, finding your support group with that kind of stuff. I mean, like Mariah said, your therapist can't pay your freaking bills. But they're there to support you. Your therapist can't find you a babysitter. But but you want to know. Listen to you. (laughs) Sorry. I talked over you. No, you're okay. It's that ADHD chow. What I was going to say, I was going to make a little joke. Let's say, but you want to know what being a therapist can do? It can provide you a $100,000 salary. I, I have known it to happen. So while a therapist may not be able to help you pay your bills, being a therapist may help you pay your bills. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be able to buy a house. But you, to you, you may not be able to afford you know, a home loan because you haven't been at your <laughs> job for more than a year. But you want to know what? It's going to pay your bills. <laughs> the rent is paid. And we are going to talk shit. But you know what? People have this, again, you know, even, you know, the last podcast with anxiety, we said that people have this general idea of what OCD is and it's kind of misconstrued. It's the same thing specifically with depression. People just think that depression is simply you being sad. You know, and it, 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 it's a very simple mind. 
there's no possible way that you know a human can lack motivation to really cases take care of themselves such taking a shower that ease a person struggling with that there is no way that that you know what i'm saying there is so it is deeper but there are so many different types of you know disorders with depression as well and you know with the last podcast we went through a bit of them and i'm go i'm gonna go through a little bit you know obviously because you know we're we, we gonna educate the girls if you know what i'm saying all right so i've Let's pulled up a list these names are not close up so i'm gonna have to do some scrolling down okay so the you know the major first one is major depression and you know you may hear the doctor call it major depressive disorder you might have this type if you feel depressed most of the time for most days of the week you know and even some symptoms of it are <coughs> ciao i got rona it's like i'm vaccinated relax y'all <laughs> but some symptoms are loss of interest or pleasure in your activities you know weight loss or gain trouble getting to sleep or you know feeling sleepy during the day and you know that's major depression or major depressive disorder if you know that's what your psychiatrist and therapist as well may say and um we have persistent depressive disorder if you have depression that lasts for two years or longer it's called persistent depressive disorder the term is used to describe two conditions previously known as what's this called is it dithymia a low-grade persistent depression and a chronic major depression we're educating the girls did you guys know that no i didn't didn't know that. that Isn't that crazy? But, you know, some symptoms of it are changing your appetite, sleep too much or too little, lack of energy or fatigue, even low self-esteem and hopelessness. But what we also have, which a lot of people may know and also may have a misconstrued idea of what it may be, um, disorder. You know, someone's bipolar disorder, it's sometimes called also manic depression. It has mood episodes that range from obviously extremely high moods to extremely low moods. And a lot of time in a snap of a finger, you know, I mean, sometimes literally, literally, but, you know, sometimes also not. And I think in some cases, I think Mariah really relates to that. So before we move on a bit, I want you to kind of elaborate on that specifically, you know? Okay, so this is a tough one drag me here <clears throat> so this is an open space child it is and i hope we ain't gonna drag somebody you. somewhere can take something from this i know y'all ain't gonna drag me online <laughs> <laughs> the uncensored dragons will happen once we facetime when we're done anyway we love you go ahead we i love you too now ew now for, ew. Ew, no, that was weird <laughs> so <laughs> Affection? Anyway. Gross. Anyway. That'll be another topic for another day. <laughs> okay. <move> anyway. <laughs> so, as far as, you know, that for me, I take a lot from that because that's something that I struggle with. Um, I, I have such a difficult time balancing the high highs and the low lows. So, I talked a little bit about in the anxiety podcast about you know, keeping my house in order, doing certain tasks daily because I set realistic expectations for myself. I create all those lists when I am full-blown mad. <laughs> do not let it, do not let me play you like I have got my life together because it is not that simple. Who okay? does? 
I, <laughs> I will literally have, I will literally sometimes go days without completing some of those tasks and I will let it eat me away or I'll go weeks and not do certain things and it'll eat me away and then just in a drop of a hat I could I I can't even I can't even decipher what triggers the switch and decipher what I really meant sorry Barb triggered time sorry continue Sorry. ADHD love that if, if you're on here and you're not a bar <laughs> go ahead and log off for me honey you're gonna have to close the account we still love um, you no we don't <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so we do just, just deep down um but for me I, I struggle with the high highs and the low lows I experienced that firsthand um my high highs consist of you know keeping the house in order, following those to-do lists. Um, I might be frisking, take my kids to the park, or, you know, I might buy some clothes. You know, my thing for me is my manics are very random. The low lows for me are also very random. It's hard to decipher, like I was saying, what the trigger is, like where it switches, but I will just notice the change in the mood. I'm eating better, I sleep better. I am active, I'm, you know, succeeding with work, and then all of a sudden, it'll just, I don't know how to explain it, the shift happens, and I get home, and all of a sudden, instead of these normal tasks just being like, well, let me just go ahead and knock that out once the kids go to bed, or let me just go ahead and do this right now, it's instantly overwhelming, and I just sit on the couch, turn on Star or Empire, and I'm done for the evening. And it doesn't, it's not just a lazy day. It's not just a lazy day. Do not, do not, do not decipher these kind of depressive disorders by just having a good day and a bad day because it's not that simple. It's not that simple. It will not just be a day. It could be three days. It could be six weeks. It it depends on each individual person. Um, and, And like I said, four times already it's i can't i can't tell where the switch happens so i'm either doing really good or i am doing really fucking shit and i do take and I, and I am medicated for those kind of things you know i'm not ashamed of that that's, that's another stigma behind these things you know well I've, I've seen so many videos of people taking medication for the first time and they're like oh my god where's the fog you know where's the static where is the confusion you know it it's I have to regularly do those things and take my medications and I you know prioritize my mental health for not only myself but for my kids for my family for my friends and for my job but the number one person this is myself because if I'm not doing it for myself all of those people around me are going to suffer so along with me and that that for me is difficult in itself so just just in my own experience, it's it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing, but when you have a great support system and you have the, the drive, you have the ability to move forward, it's a very freeing feeling to know that you have people in your corner that are there for you, whether you are buying a new car one week or getting evicted the next. <laughs> they still gonna be there. Who those friends? <laughs> but madison i want to know even you know your experience do you have moments of manic depression 
really call it like manic, but there's definitely days where it's just like I can sit down or just even like sit in the car and I'll be coming home from work and I'll pull up in the driveway and I'll just sit there for a second because all of a sudden getting out of the car and going in the house or just doing something that literally takes five minutes seems like super overwhelming that it's just kind of like you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here for a second it's not chilling it's not like relaxing yeah I wouldn't say it's really like unwinding like I know some people can just sit for a second and they're like I just need to relax and then I'll be good no I sit down it's over yeah, um, that's kind of how yep. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> My ass is over for me. It's yeah, a wrap. Pretty much. But, pretty you know, much. also something that I feel like is very general when it comes to depression as we get back on track with, you know, the many different types of depression is also seasonal affective disorder, which if you don't know, it's a period of major depression that most often happens during the winter months when the days go shorter and you get less and less sunlight it typically goes away and something that really got me when i first moved out here to vegas is that you know when the time changes (laughs) it's dark by like four by like 4 p.m i kid you not so it's just like I experienced very little sunlight throughout the day. On top of that, it's cold. It's not usually cold in Vegas, but global warming, good God, help us. Like, it, you know, the weather changing and, you know, certain points of the year, even like Madison said, it's circumstantial. The depression is even overwhelming, whether it comes in, you know, little packages or big packages you know do you guys specifically experience seasonal affective disorder in some form or fashion mariah um in ways yes um to kind of relay back to what you were talking about with you know you not getting much sunlight and it being cold if you live under a rock y'all vegas is in the middle of the desert and it was colder in the desert than it was in kentucky literally okay anyway yes there there are okay for me i i enjoy the fall and winter months i enjoy like i actually enjoy like getting up for work at you know 7 a.m and i go out to start the car because it's cold and it's not even daylight yet there's something so nice about that to me because i remember my mom doing that as a kid it would be dark and we would be on our way to school and then the by the cold time I mornings. got to school, the sun was coming up. Yes, the crisp, cool mornings. Grandma brings biscuits and gravy that I eat on the way to school. Like yes. that kind of stuff, you know? That's the kind of thing that I relate to that. It's very nostalgic for me. Now, seasonal depression for me, I, I do not enjoy the summer. I, I lo- I'm here for hot girl summer, but you are not about to see me frolicking around just yet. I don't have that kind of confidence in me yet, but she's coming. Summer is difficult for me because it's hard for me to put on shorts and a tank top and just go out and just exist in my own body. Mm. I don't enjoy having to show skin in the summer. I used to, but after kids, I enjoy the long, fluffy, baggy clothes. Like, that's comforting for me. Summer, it can go straight to hell. What about you, Madison? (laughs) 
Mm. Oh, girl, I'm total opposite. I'm all about hot girl summer. Let's close the better. I hate winter. <laughs> winter is like so depressing to me. But I think it's more depressing for me because I associate it with like, oh my gosh, we're snowed in. Like, there's not as much to do. I'm used to like every summer my mom would take me and my brother to the pool like there was always something that we were doing as like a family or just something so it's more like related to things that are fun kind of like how mariah relates it to her mom starting the car like biscuits and gravy all these comforting things like Mm -hmm. to me getting outside going to the pool all this stuff like that's comforting to me but I'm yeah. also someone that anything that allows me to be like, go, 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 I'm totally good with. That's what I want to do. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. It, it's just crazy to hear so many different perspectives. And also keep in mind, guys, even some of these perspectives we haven't shared with each other. So, no. you know, it's just it's nice that we're getting this out there because this is not only therapeutic for us, but also for other people to hear that. You know they're not dealing with these things by themselves and i think these next two specifically are going to be some that really um <clears throat> a lot of people were a lot of people relate to but don't talk about enough for me and the first one is psychotic depression it's people and people with psychotic depression they have you know the typical symptoms of major depression but they also have psychotic symptoms which are hallucinations delusions paranoia and I would also like to point it out before we go ahead and move on to the next one. And we'll elaborate. We'll elaborate. What is that? <laughs> we'll elaborate. elaborate. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I any help? Um, oh, bless her. Right. I love her. But it, we're going to we're going to elaborate after. But for those who, you know, maybe smoke marijuana in legal states, it causes some psychotic symptoms. That was a big thing that you know pissed not so here they really made made a point to telling people that you know because when some people get in the habit of smoking large amounts every cause some psychotic symptoms such as hallucinations delusions or paranoia and um i think that's something that's not talked about enough especially in other states where other people because I have a lot of friends, you know, back in Kentucky, especially at UK, who smoke weed in overwhelming amounts. And it was just it to hear that, it was like, whoa, because you know, obviously I'm in Las Vegas and I personally only smoke weed. And it's just like <laughs> whoa. Like I, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, something that I was enjoying would cause that type of you know experience and that's when i really began to grasp onto especially moderation and i really started to dig into cbd which really helped relax me and to alleviate those situations so while i'm getting off topic here you know i mean kind of but kind of not really you know it, we're talking about psychotic yeah, depression yeah. and you know we also give you know psychotic you know experiences symptoms and i you know that can be confused and i also want to highlight that especially because like i said i am a person who does smoke marijuana but i'm in a legal state so we just have to be careful of what we're doing and again like i said moderation 
smoke CBD. I have learned to even do half and half. And you want to know what? It has been so relaxing for me. It makes such a difference. And, you know, if you haven't tried CBD, trust me, you're going to want to, chow. But the next one that we're going to talk about is specifically postpartum. And that is, you know, we we know Mariah's mom. Obviously, she's going to, you know, elaborate on that in just a bit. You know, this is women who have major depression in the weeks and months after childbirth. You know, they may have postpartum depression. Approximately one in 10 men also experience depression in this period, which obviously that's not talked about because they don't physically have the baby. You know what I'm saying? So I also do want to highlight that because that is an experience. And while, you know, we're also giving fair warnings here, I want to say as we're speaking about some disorders, I want you to... You know, point of view here we can experience these things just like people can experience social anxiety but not have social anxiety disorder so let's keep that point of view in mind but i want to go ahead and let mariah ex- you know expand on postpartum because you are a mom you know yeah that one's tough too um a lot of people think postpartum depression is just you know the hormones settling and you know just adjusting to life with a new baby and you know just the graphics of it it's so much more yes having a child is great until they become a toddler but having a baby's great <laughs> having babies are awesome you know like the uh, it's not just the graphics you as a woman go through such a traumatic yet amazing thing by giving birth to a child that once the dust settles and you go home with this baby like yo I'm not even playing I've Aspen my oldest daughter she was born at 31 weeks and 5 days she stayed in the NICU for several weeks up until she was healthy enough to come home so I was driving you know an hour and 45 minutes one way on a day to go to the NICU but was also staying at the Ronald McDonald house up there uh, in, in Lexington, Kentucky, where she was born. I had two ambulance transfers, magnesium uh, drips through my body. I was in labor a total of 49 and a half hours. And it was a very traumatic thing. Yeah. Fully in, from the time my water broke until I was born, 49 and a half hours. Shoot. That's crazy. Um, yes. Now, and then even with Amy, they say that, you know, the second child, your labor cuts in half. Well, it was close. It was 23 hours. So still. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, when they handed me this baby and said, here you go. Good luck. You're just kind of like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) You're expecting me to keep this alive? Like, I can't even keep myself alive right now. What are you talking about? You know, while we are on the topic of, you know, babies and being pregnant and sorry i know you probably have a lot more to elaborate on that but this is a great time to even tie this in because you and madison very obviously relate to this pre-ministral dysphoric disorder (laughs) yeah um women with pmdd have depression (laughs) and other symptoms at the start of their period besides feeling depressed they obviously have mood swings irritability anxiety trouble concentrating fatigue change in appetite or sleep habits feelings of being overwhelmed expand on that because i am not a woman i do not know your experience let us know 
Oh my Ooh. God, Madison, I'll let you take this one because I'll probably agree with every single bit of it and then we'll go back to the postpartum. <laughs> oh, ooh, girl, irritability. That is such a big one for me. <laughs> it's terrible. And like even the smallest little thing, and I don't even have to be on my period. Like it could be a week before that even happens. And it's already, the irritability is like slowly creeping up. Like just the dumbest thing. I could forget something and have to turn around and go back to the house. And that's done ruined like my whole day. And I could be literally like a minute from the house. And then all of a sudden, like my whole day's ruined. Damn. Just because I had to do that one thing. Uh, or, or the wow. best thing too is when you have like the food cravings. Uh, well, right before your period really gets heavy and you really want something good to eat and then you eat it and it does not hit the spot and you literally are like, oh my God, I wanted this to taste so good and it does not taste what the way that I want it. Girl, yes. Like literally the littlest things like food, just forgetting something. You, somebody could say something and you just happen to hear it the wrong way and then all of a sudden your, your day's done. And, and you have to understand, Madison as a nurse knows this is a fact, okay? As a, okay, there's four weeks in a month, right? Let's say your period's the third week of every month. You will have one good week out of your entire month where your body is either not preparing on it or recovering from your period. You get that one good six to eight days out of the month where you are not literally dealing with it. The week before is when your back starts to hurt, you might have hot flashes, um, your boobs can hurt, you have all these creeping up symptoms, and sometimes some people are like, oh my God, I know my period's coming soon. If you haven't heard a woman say that, you're not around enough women. Then you have the week that you are on your period where not only are you having to go to work, be a mom, you know, um, just get up and take care of yourself, do daily tasks, but you are literally bleeding. You are either having to shove something up in there to control it, or you're having to sit in it all day, or you're using a diva cup, you're doing something. And on top of having to keep yourself hygienic and clean, if at all possible, sometimes it's not possible because of other mental health issues, yeah. because of depression podcast, you're not ready for that, log off. You're also in pain. You are in pain. You are cramping. Everything hurts. You have headaches that hurt your eyes to look at the light. Your, your whole back is spasming. Like, you're having to walk around like that, and people just expect you to be totally fine. Then once it's over, you have the week recovering from it where your hormones are lowering, your body's going back to normal. I, a lot of times, lose my appetite or won't be able to sleep well because I'm coming down from all of that. I literally get six to eight days out of the month where I'm not preparing on it or recovering from it. And nobody talks about that enough. Oh, That's girl, crazy. no, they don't. And another thing people don't talk about, like, personally... I get like super anemic whenever like mm -hmm. I am going through that phase of being on and off your period and it makes you so tired. So, yes. so tired. And then everybody's just looking at you like, what the heck? You already slept. Like, how are you tired? And then like, you get you those, look. you get those comments. What are you on your period or something? You know what motherfucker? Actually, I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, okay. you what's wrong with you? Like, like <laughs> especially a man to say that. No, no shade, Dev. If a man be like, oh, well, you're just on your period. Let's just go do this. Let's just take care of I do not fucking want to. I am, I am gay. shedding the lining of my <laughs> uterus. I am sorry. I am busy. 
Like, do not ask me stupid shit like that. I think I'm the last like, person to judge that. Me off enough, <laughs> I know. You can take this gross tampon and shove it. That's <laughs> yeah, the God. I swear to God, please shove it. Do not care. Did that answer any questions you had, Dev? <laughs> oh, I have absolutely no questions. I know better than to ask questions. I just listen. That's all. <laughs> Love that for me. But you want to know, guys, I really, you know, that's why I just sit here and I let them talk because I don't know this experience. You know, a lot of you do, but I don't. So, you know, you guys need to be able to relate and we want to keep it authentic as possible. You know, we're going to wrap back around, especially, you know, to postpartum for Mariah to really wrap that up. But we also have two last different depressions to talk about. And, you know, this is really going to tie in with especially what even Madison was talking about when she was talking about how depression can be circumstantial. This is called situational depression. And it isn't technically a term in psychiatry, but I mean, you can have a depressed mood when you're having trouble managing a stressful event in your life, such as, shout what? Help, I'm talking a mile a minute, right? But I mean, especially when you're having trouble managing a stressful event in your life, like a death in your family or a divorce or losing your job, you know, your doctor may actually call it a stress response syndrome, you know, and a lot of the times psychotherapy can often help you get through a period of depression that's related to a stressful situation. And, you know, again, it's even proven the point even further that depression can have many meanings. Depression can come from many different areas, you know, it, you can't you can't generalize it, you know. And for the second depression that we're going to talk about, and the final one, atypical depression. This is a type. Oh, child, this is a type. Help. This type is different than the persistent sadness of typical depression. It is considered to be a specifier that describes a pattern of depressive symptoms. If you have atypical depression, a positive event can temporarily improve your mood now they have other symptoms of wow. it, which obviously include increased appetite sleeping more than usual feeling of heaviness in your arms and legs and oversensitive to criticism now obviously this can be treated the same as typical oh my god right no literally right <laughs> this can be treated the same as you know just depression in general with antidepressants or your doctor it probably will suggest an ssri which is selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor and you know that is typically going to be the first line of treatment when it comes to this but you know also i've noticed that a lot of people will also just flat out prescribe you know a general antidepressant i've tried many antidepressants and they haven't worked for me I don't know about you all. We're going to elaborate on all this, but I'm just saying, speaking about medication for a quick second, personally taking my medication, I've had to go through at least four to five different medications before I found something that even worked. Yep. So, but you, Mariah? To, and to branch off that, whenever we were kind of, me and Madison were kind of discussing, you know, some of the, um, depressive symptoms you can experience as a woman, you know, about to menstruate. Another really scary thing about that is that if, if you listen to the anxiety podcast, there is anxiety disorders that branch off of taking medications. Well, if you are somebody who experiences that and you are in chronic pain due to menstruating, 
-hmm. you are literally sometimes left there to suffer in silence because you are too afraid to get out of pain. Wow. That was the big point I wanted to make that I forgot to make. What about you, Madison? There is so, so many different things that can go wrong with your menstrual cycle. There are so many people that struggle with all kinds of different disorders that it's kind of going that there are so many issues with this one thing. <laughs> like PCOS and how that can affect conceiving children. And I feel like that affects too Wait, a lot of people's depression. And What's that? they don't speak of it. Polycystic oh, what's PCLS? Syndrome. Oh, okay. I okay. have PCLS. Explain on that. PCLS, like she said, is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, basically, my ovaries are just cheese because they're covered in cysts, which makes um, being on your period that even more uncomfortable. Um, it's chronic pain. Um, that's a, a lot of the reason that a lot of women try to get on birth control is to help with symptoms of PCOS. Um, you can be infertile, you can have uncontrollable weight gain, you're at risk for Cushing's disease, um, you're at risk for like high blood pressure, diabetes. It, uh, it, it flares up a lot of things, especially the thyroid. So for me, it's the chronic pain. I have ovarian cysts that I've actually had a rupture before. And, you know, something that, you know, may not be well known right now, but my PCOS has actually evolved to where, you know, I haven't been able to conceive even when trying. So that was a big thing that it kind of clicked for me. It wasn't like, oh, I got lucky kind of thing. It was like, I literally can't because of what my body's doing. And like yeah. Madison said, it, it can it, it triggers into depression. It triggers into anxiety. You know, is something wrong with me? Why is why me? What's happening? You know, so it's PCOS is, is is very difficult, and it's not something that has a cure goes away. But there are ways to, with medication and you know diet exercise, there are ways to help with it. But it's not something that'll ever truly go away. I have a question. Do you guys think that because you know? anxiety and depression can just weigh on your body so much to where it causes you problems physiologically um do you think that maybe just stress sometimes can really cause an experience like that i have no idea i have no idea i'm i'm just oh, curious yeah yeah i mean physical and mental stress can absolutely flare up things like that um you know like with with one of my ovarian cysts rupturing i was 17, 18 years old, and I was digging a freaking garden and splitting wood in the backyard. Boom! One of the ovaries is ruptured. Right there. Most pain I'd ever felt. I'd rather have a baby 10 times than have an ovarian cyst rupture. That's crazy to me. I mean, I obviously couldn't imagine, <laughs> guys, but um, we're going to begin to, you know, wrap this up. We really wanted to do two separate podcasts on anxiety and depression and I specifically, you know, I haven't shared my coping mechanisms as far as anxiety, but, you know, we're going to share just a couple of hours for depression. And I want to point out because, you know, today we're filming this on the fifth anniversary of, you know, 727 by Fifth Harmony. And, you know, that album itself really helped pull me out of my depression. And 
it was amazing it, it was such a transformation you know for me to get that album like i said you know music is my muse you know um and you know a lot of people i'm sure you can be like you know this is all generic music blah blah blah, blah but it's also not that you know a lot of times even with music it can be the feeling that it gives you and even if it's you know dancing music and it has choreography boom the feeling it gives you plus you love to dance you know so it can bring on so many different feelings and you know we just relate to music on a personal level in so many different ways so you know shout out to music because i promise you music gets us through a lot of shit <laughs> right music is a daily coping mechanism Ugh, True. crazy i mean even in the gym but you know guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for just listening you know that's all we ever really want you know a lot of times when you know we want to necessarily vent we don't really want advice all the time and you know sometimes we may not communicate that but we really just want people to listen and for those of you out there we're here to listen to you as well like mariah said our dms are open we have resources we have free resources you know not everybody can afford to you know have therapy i am I'm so thankful that I have been in a position to have consistent therapy, you know, to really help me work through the situations and experiences I have been through. And we want that for you all. So again, you know, we have resources. The DMs are open. We love you. And we're going to go ahead and say goodnight to the people. So say goodnight, guys. Good night, y'all. Thanks so much for having us. Um, we're going to be back again really soon. Um, reach out. There are so many resources. Um, it doesn't have to be a monetary thing. Again, the DMs are open. We have links, resources for you to be able to help. Um, if there's anything that you all need from us, please let us know. We're so grateful to have you. And I can't wait to be back for the next segment. It's been great. Say peace, Good night, y'all. Always a pleasure just to be able to talk to everybody and open up on these topics. Uh, just challenge everybody to go find a friend and just explain one thing you're struggling with for that week. Just be more yes. open about talking about certain things. Mm -hmm. And you don't always have to go find links. There is usually stuff right in front of you. So mm -hmm. I just challenge you all to do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you want to know, I want to specifically, I said this on a podcast previously, I want to point this out to some people because, you know, even speaking from the black experience you know i've seen a lot of people you know telling others you know if you want to learn about black history you know it's google's right there right obviously you have the means to do that but also when it comes to mental health the resources are there on google for you even if you look it up really quick it's really super simple to just you know take five minutes two minutes <laughs> you know set a timer come back to it you know do whatever you have to do to you know really get the help that you need and invest in yourself and your mental health because health is wealth i think we told you all that earlier right <laughs> health is wealth go stream that podcast hey 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 all right we out here y'all okay we're bouncing off here y'all thank y'all so much do not follow madison on social media she is going to deny you you probably won't find her she doesn't get on <laughs> social media anyway but go ahead and follow mariah at mainly mariah underscore and go ahead and follow me at that so dead on twitter and instagram thank y'all so much appreciate it good night peace 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 Thank <laughs> you.